Gun Nation. Welcome back to the Bros. Bros. We're so Ooh. good at that. We're getting good. We're getting very nice. We're doing really good. Um, welcome back. Um, today is going to be jam packed with a mm. lot of stuff. I don't even want to give the itinerary right now because there's just a lot of stuff and it can go in a lot of directions. And we're hoping that it stays in the direction that we wrote down in our notes. <laughs> right, Marcos? <laughs> you know, sometimes it does go that way. Sometimes it doesn't. You just, you gotta just grab life and just, just, just go with it. So I mean, I'm excited for this one. This is gonna be a fun episode. It should be fun. Um, speaking of which, um, how was your weekend? Did you have any fun? I mean, it was an RSL list weekend, so it was. It was. Um, hopefully, everybody in California they are doing okay because they had the hurricane. They had the hurricane and the earthquake. So, unfortunately, I'm sad that we didn't get an RSL game on Sunday, but it's for the better because f- weather is they're flooding down in Southern California. So, hopefully, hope for the best. But yeah, it was just a chill, chill weekend here. All right. Sounds good. I mean, pretty chill on this end too. I mean, yeah. it there's only so much soccer you can watch, but uh, there's a lot League of is, soccer. Premier League's here now. Yes, Premier League is also here. Um, yeah. If we really wanted to open up the floodgates, we could talk about all the leagues that opened up this weekend, along yeah. with the, the itinerary that we have for today. I know Italian league is here. Like Pulisic scored today. Like so many good things are are, are going on. Yeah, and and for us, um, we <laughs> like watching City, and so Julian Alvarez scored, and Lataro scored over the weekend too. It was a, just a really good weekend. Yeah. But before we dive into this, I want to shout out to everyone that that's watching, listening. We really appreciate you guys hanging in with us. Um, sometimes we do go off on tangents. Sometimes episodes <laughs> go really long. Sometimes we have monotone voices because we get like into the zone and we forget that we actually speaking to everyone else except for <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> and so, um, stick with us because today is going to be, there's going to be a lot of stuff we're going to go over. So, mm-hmm. um, without further ado, with that being said, Let's take a dive. Let's dive. But before, before my friend, before we dive in and talk about all things League's Cup, because there's a lot to break down with the third place as well as the championship game, let's give a shout out to the Spain national team winning their first World Cup. Claps, claps, claps. Claps. They, they did have to go through a very, one of the toughest routes to get there. They beat a good Japan team, beat a good Sweden team, Netherlands, and then beat England to lift their first trophy. So congrats. That's they actually very, a, a really hard path. Yeah, they, they looked very similar to the 2010 men's team of Spain that won the World Cup. So seven uh yeah, seven players who played who played for Barcelona. So in very each impressive. of those World Cups, it was, it was seven mm-hmm. uh, Barca starters uh for the men's and women. And yeah. and I, I tweeted out about this before. Not a lot of people saw it because, well, Hey, follow me. I have a lot of good insights, guys. Um, <laughs> but the it's been said by many people, but the Barca men and the Barca women play similarly. And so, therefore, the Spanish men and the Spanish women's national teams are playing similarly. Mm-hmm. That is what a federation should look like. That's, oh, yeah. what, um, I, that's what identity looks like. The Spain has Sp- grasped that identity. Spain and Barca and, and all that, they play what football is should be, that good ticky tacky football. All that and we, we saw that when Messi was there and now with Xavi being the coach of Barca, that it's you, you, you can't you can't say any more about that. That's how it should be. I mean, sure for us, that's how that's how football should be. <laughs> but but I wish that we had a, here in the US an identity. Mm-hmm. Similar, exactly. similar to to not not similar like in the way they play, but I wish that the men's and women's would mirror the same philosophy. I wish the federation would have the same philosophy, but exactly. uh, but to be honest, not a lot of federations really have that. Not even in Argentina, the Argentine women don't play as well as as the Argentine men. No. But it is what it is. Congrats to the to the uh, Spanish women because really. Mm-hmm. 
it's a it's a great feat it's a yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a great accomplishment to win a trophy for your country and they did that so kudos to them that that is awesome so let, let, let's dive into it let's dive into talking all these cup and unfortunately it had to come to an end all good things have come to an end and this was my friend a great tournament for the middle of the season so let's start with the third place matchup between philly and monterey just so, a second i i want to say this <laughs> as much as i loved league's cup this this really felt like for me as a fan a marathon um only because if it, it was like an it wasn't it was a tournament duh. it was um but <laughs> yay i hope so, i hope so but it, it was like i we just got done with world cup um women's world cup we got done yeah. with a men's world cup league's cup had that feeling a world cup feeling because of group stage knockout stages um the mm-hmm. intensity of it and so yeah. saturday was just the culmination of all of that where i was like Oh my gosh, I need to be done with this because <laughs> now I have to start other things. So as much as 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 I love to see Saturday, I'm glad it's over. Now yeah, we can get yeah. into it. Yeah, uh, like you said, I am sad slash happy that it's over because now that it's over, obviously we got to focus on open couple, which we'll get to in a second, and then back to the MLS regular season. So now we're done with soccer, then we got more soccer. So <laughs> It never ends. Never ends. So let's let's get right into it. So, like we kind of mentioned last time, Monterey already qualified for Champions League. So, in this one, they didn't really have a lot to play for. So they didn't have their usual starters that they started for all these games. They didn't start no Funis Mori. He didn't start this one. No Meza, who started every single one, and their main goalkeeper, no Andrade. He didn't start as well. They went with their backup keeper. Did did any of that surprise you at all looking at their lineup? The only thing that surprised me with the, with their lineup was that there were three players with triple digit numbers. <laughs> <laughs> right, we, we 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 saw that a, a lot of Mexican teams, especially uh, as well with a uh, Leon. Yeah, so there's a, but it it didn't surprise me. Just like what you said, um, with Monterey already. <laughs> getting into a champions league um, because they won mm-hmm. their, the league last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't a surprise to me. This was more of like a, a, uh, an honor, <laughs> like uh, this is for our pride kind of thing, which they obviously didn't really care about either because as we know, they were the team that complained the most about leagues cup and yeah. they were just ready just to go home. Yeah. Yeah. So, Philly did show up and they did they played excellent um the first 45 minutes up to nothing goal early in the game first minute by a bueno and if you look at the stats in this one in the first half it was it was all all Philly they had six shots just on target alone in that first half so they, they were coming out coming out hot yeah um but here's the thing about uh these stats though it we've if you've heard us talk, I've mentioned this before where the possession that a team holds um, really dictates what kind of game they're wanting to play. And it looked like Monterey was just looking to sit back, relax. Mm -hmm. They had the majority of the possession for um, not only the first half, but for the whole game, Um, Mm -hmm. they weren't looking to to press forward. Um, Even though the, the times that they did press forward, they had, a couple of shots obviously didn't amount to anything because they got a big old goose egg on their side of the score sheet, but oh, Andre Blake got the shutout. <laughs> but so then I, I think about this. If, if Philly, Philly looks like they're playing, I mean, were they playing their best players? I think they left off some. Uh, who, like, who, who do you, who do you think they left off? So it, from from starting, they they played well, the game, but they Bedoya. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you have Bedoya, but you look at the age of Bedoya; he's thirty six years old. But he's still a, a a starter, nonetheless. Yeah. Um. Who, who, who else besides that would you have started for them? Um. Possibly uh, Donovan. Yeah. Uh, maybe Joaquin Torres. Yeah. So so the these players that that. I think have started 
or normally would start. I think they sat a couple of them thinking, look, we got to play league next week. Um, let's just give these starters um, a rest. This game really doesn't have any significance other than winner gets third place. It's not like they get yeah. a, a, a clinch a spot somewhere. I don't know how much the monetary uh, winnings were for this game. And like, I really care, <laughs> but um, I think this was a good chance for younger players or bench players to get some experience against uh, a Mexican team, even though they were also playing their bench players as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I kind of wish it. It was for this third place match was a team that didn't already qualify for the Champions League, so then it, they would actually have something to play for. So it was, but in a sense, it was good for Monterrey to be playing those younger players who haven't had those minutes, and then to have these Philly players who to have that experience of playing against a Liga MX team. Yeah, so there there really wasn't much to take out of this game because yeah. both teams really did treat this as a friendly. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm happy that Philly won. That just means one more one more MLS team added to the bunch going to Concacaf Champions League. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, good for them. We'll, we'll, we'll chalk it up as a win for for the MLS. But let's 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 dive right into the granddaddy of it all. The, the finale between Nashville and Messi. I'm joking. Nashville and Miami. <laughs> but let's let's be real here. This, <laughs> this whole tournament has been everyone against Messi, yes. it seems like. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So this one, this, this game did not disappoint at, at all. From the viewers, how many people watched the game, to how sold out it was the the fans the ambiance it was electric from you just have, watching do you have viewership stats or no i didn't no okay i didn't see it I, I, I don't but i'm just like throwing that off my top of my head i'm just i'm assuming that they're probably high well good luck with assuming <laughs> but, but assuming I mean, doesn't get any, you anywhere in life you know what to say <laughs> but the the fact that obviously messi is playing um makes it uh, a very watchable game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then right from the get-go, their their lineup doesn't doesn't disappoint. So of course you have Robert Taylor, Joseph Martinez, Messi, Busquets, Jordi Alba all starting for this one. And we've seen how well those players have played thus far in this tournament. Robert Taylor, not a lot of people knew about him or knew anything about him prior to this tournament. And all of a sudden, with Messi and Busquets coming in, people are I, like, I want Robert Taylor on my team. Everybody now wants Robert Taylor. They're, they're wondering when his contract is up so they can pounce on him. Same with um, Benjamin. Kormaski. Uh, Kormaski, 18 years old. He was impressive in this match. 21 out of 27 passes for 78%. At such a young age, he has been impressive. I will say this though. This part is not impressive. 78% I think was the lowest on the team. Hey hey hey, hey. That, that's that's now that's still now the highest on the team <laughs> was Robert Taylor who mm -hmm. had 97% pass oh, sorry, sorry, wasn't the highest because there's some substitutes that had like 100% but they made five <laughs> passes. Robert hey. Taylor made 32 passes um 33 out of 33, 97%, mm -hmm. and he played 81 minutes. Um, that is really good passing. Yeah, he was on point. But let, let's talk about Messi's shot. Did it not look like something that we've seen when he played for Barca in La Liga? Is this not a, a shot that we've seen um, any at any point in his career out of the – is he over 800 goals? I should know this. I'm – Sorry, I, I I I believe he is over 800 goals now. I mean, out of the 800 plus goals that he scored, I mm -hmm. want to know how many of these, how many of those goals look like this one. I can tell you, it's probably over 50, if not right. 100. Right. And I mean, the 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 guy. If we look at it, I'm going to break this down because this is my goal. Please, please do. <laughs> so, so we we have a pass from from Martinez going over to uh, Robert Taylor. Robert mm -hmm. Taylor then 
tries to pass it, do a through ball into Kremaski. Um gets blocked but the the deflection was so hard that Messi before Taylor even tried to push it to Kramaski he was already waving his hand calling it because he was making a diagonal run to the top of the box I'm thinking yeah. to myself when when I watch the replays I'm thinking bro who left Messi wide open right right you, I mean you should you should never be doing that I mean I, I bet you they were watching this film and being like okay Whose fault? Really, whose fault? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the midfield got kind of ball watching there or out of position, but you you should not be doing that ever. Yeah. And so with that, um, Messi gets the ball off a of deflection. Like it almost goes right past him because of how fast the deflection was. Grabs yeah. it, controls it, and the first person he dribbles around, do you remember who it is? I'm only I, I saying this because I, I kind of <laughs> want to make fun of it. Tell, tell me anyways. Zimmerman. Oh, because that's not who person. I was going to get. I, I was going to guess Dax Bacardi. No. First person he dribbles around is Zimmerman. He goes, he's, supposed to be, he's supposed to be our face of our defense for the national team. So with that, um, he literally makes that quick dribble around Zimmerman, who is stabbing at the ball. He takes one, I think, I think it was one, and then a shot. The, his his famous left curler. His famous left foot, which always be on his left his left side. That is his his famous left side. Too much space, too much time, easy goal. Now I'm going to tell you my experience when I watched this goal. I think I know where you were. Do you know where I was? <laughs> I do know yeah. you. Were, I knew. I do know where where you were. You were still in the car driving home. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the car driving home from a family get together and I I have the connected to my Bluetooth. I have it turned up. I'm watching. I'm like watching the road, watching the bad driving. Don't follow my example. And I apologize to everyone, <laughs> but um, I see out of the quarter of my eye because I'm hearing it in Spanish. The guy's yeah. voice is starting to go going up, 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 up. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is going to be a goal. And my, my wife's like, look, look, I look. Boom. Goal. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, about, I about had a heart attack. Yeah, as long glad the kids and glad nobody got in a wreck while watching greatness in the car. Uh I, I want to say something cheeky. I'm gonna say it. I mean, sometimes sacrifices need to be made. <laughs> oh, that's bad. I, I promise guys, I, I love my family. Um <laughs> Sometimes I he love does. Messi he, more. He, he does. I, I promise everybody. <laughs> but if, if yeah, but if you look at the stats just in that first half alone, Miami owned the possession, fifty nine percent to forty one, and it was all Miami on those passes, three hundred ten to two hundred. Which, but it was just. But does it surprise you? I'm gonna. This is my no. question. To you. No, I mean, not at all. We you you only have three ex-Barca players. How do they get everyone else on board? Well, you already have, be, per, besides those three players, you have Joseph Martinez, who has international experience, and he's been playing so well in the MLS prior to Miami when he was in Atlanta. So so then, the, do you chalk this up to Barca experience and Barca leadership or to um, Tata and his strategy and his experience. I would have to say it's a little bit of both because wherever Tata and Messi are together, that's when the winning culture is because I don't think Messi has ever had a losing team when he's been on the same team as Tata. Well, I'm going to be really nit I'm going to be nitpicky here. Here we go. <laughs> the last time Tata and uh, Messi were on the same team if I'm not mistaken, was, was with the na national team. Was the national team, yeah. And we lost two finals in which Messi decided to retire early. It was the Gold Cup of 2016? 18. No, Copa America 2015 and 2016. Why am I saying Gold Cup? I meant Copa America. I don't know. That's why That's why I was like, uh-uh, no, no. <laughs> um, so the, the last time Messi um, was with uh, Tata, was when he early retired after losing yeah. two straight finals. 
Yeah, so it just shows you how much of an impact he has been with those three players and the leadership that, that he brings is what that squad has needed. But switching over to the second half, because first half was just all messy in Miami, just owning possession, owning the passes. But it's it was kind of the same thing in the second half, same thing with the possession. But we get a, a set piece by Nashville. And then who did they leave all, all alone on the back post? Fafa Pico just left alone on that back post. Easy tap in to, to tie that game up. Oh, Fafa. Oh, Fafa. Oh, Fafa. And he literally scored in the semis. And you, he, I think it was kind of similar. Well, not similar, but against uh, Monterey where he kind of stole the ball and then had the 90-minute uh, game-winning goal. Yeah, in this second half, actually, um, you saw a lot less passing going on. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at the amount of passing, it's a uh, pretty significantly less than the first mm-hmm. half, which which can only mean for me that um, Nashville was going more more direct because in the first half, the the shots were three to two, nothing mm-hmm. was going on. Second yeah. half though. Total. Uh, these are total shots, not even on target. Whatever. Total shots for Nashville turns to eight. So Nashville started going not not desperate, but they started going more direct. Oh yeah. Like I I at one point thought Nashville was gonna have that game winning goal by by Mukhtar by somebody up top because they were getting kind of desperate. They were literally taking out everybody. They took out Fafa Pico, Dax McCarty, uh, Mule towards the towards the end of the game just for reinforcements come penalty kicks. Yeah. Um, towards towards the end of the second half, yes. That's when people were – I think the, the strategy felt like, okay, we're going into PKs at this point. After the 80th minute, that's when people were like, but, yeah. Yeah, but, but prior – I think it was probably – I think it was 85th or close to the, the – it was like the last play of the game, if you remember – yeah, it was a 90, it was 92-32. I remember. 92-32. Campana. Oh, he had a good touch, but could not finish it. I was banging my head against the ground. I'm like, you got to put those chances in the back of the net. But it just did not get there. So it was. It's one of those that uh, one. He's a striker. Strikers should yeah. be should be scoring these like 100 percent of the time. Um, oh, yeah. Gets the ball. Chips chips a pass to himself over the keeper. So he goes gets around the keeper. The defender that's that's supposed to be guarding him, chasing him, slips, falls down. The mm-hmm. ball is rolling in front of the net. And you're like, oh my gosh, just run, slide, kick the ball into the net. So he he slides, but it happens to be right at the back post, and he nails the ball off the off that post. Yeah. And Literally, like I think next next play kicks it, and I think they they called the game, goes yeah, to penalty they, kicks. Yep, they called so the regulation. I, I was like, you got to be kidding me, <laughs> Campana! You could have won the game, could have could have been the face of the the team, but no. <laughs> but I I mean, we're looking at hindsight at this point. But yeah, I, I I'm I'm glad that that happened because what comes next just made this oh so much better. Oh my goodness, that penalty shootout was one. I'm not going to say the best penalty shootout because we obviously know what the best penalty shootout was is the of one course. that's be, the one that's right behind you. <laughs> but this is this is up there as well. One of the better penalty shootouts because I, I for one, love a penalty shootout when it comes down to the, the keepers. Who doesn't? I mean, <laughs> it's 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 one where you like you know that there are very few keepers that have. Uh, PK shooting skills, let alone there are very few that really know how to play in a PK shootout. There are very, but it it almost seems like they don't study. <laughs> but here, here here's a question for you: If you look at the order on the penalty shootouts, I think Jordi Alba was six. Does that surprise you that Miami had him so far down the list and not a little bit higher with Messi and Busquets? He was seventh. So even, even farther down. And no, it doesn't surprise me because he was never in the top five at Barca. Yeah. Yeah. So, so of course this comes down to, uh, comes down to goalies. Like I just mentioned, 
Callender, the goalie for Miami, drills his. He makes his. And then up next was pa- Panicho. If you want to hear what how they're calling him on the broadcast, they're calling him Panico. Panico, because he was probably feeling that way when he missed his shot. <laughs> <laughs> Bad dad joke. <laughs> Elliot, we have Panico. Mayday, mayday. No. Panico, Panico. <laughs> no, but Calendar came up huge with a great save to to seal it, win it. Miami gets their first trophy in club history. You you can't write up any, something any better. Like, I mean, a- any better? No, because because of what happened during this whole tournament. Messi's <sighs> Messi started his 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 inner inner he Miami scores a goal scores a goal in every single game he played. Wins the 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 top goal scorer of the tournament. So yeah, see, so he starts his career at Inter Miami, the very first game of of League's Cup, uh, coming in as a sub. We all know, and and mm-hmm. scores that scores that game winning free kick, which yeah, I'm that's still ridiculous. Any free kick <laughs> that he scores is ridiculous. But to have ten goals in seven games, um, we're looking at <laughs> it's it's I can't even every every word to describe this man has been said. I mean, this guy is literally out of this world at 36 years old. He did not disappoint this tournament at all. He was impressive, and the whole squad was impressive. Like we mentioned, players who we did not know or know anything about stepped up. Like, I, I for one, didn't know really know much about Calendar, the goalkeeper, and he was huge this whole tournament. And I was kind of skeptical about DeAndre Yedlin, but he he impressed me for Miami this tournament. So kind of glad. Yeah. I'm very happy for Miami winning their first trophy. So and and my thoughts on on Messi coming into this league. I I I you know me. I eat, sleep, drinks, dream Messi because he's been my idol for the past ever since he started. Um mm-hmm. I did not expect him to play this well. I didn't. At 36 years old, I did not expect him to still were you, be. Were you expecting him just to be jogging and just like, no, just I, not I, having, not having enough energy? I expected him to be a playmaker, not be the actual 10 of the team. For like, sure. For I, sure. I, 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 and yes, 10s are playmakers. Yes, I know yeah. everyone. <laughs> but, yeah. but. I didn't expect him to be the goal scorer, the assister, the the guy that sets up everything. I expect him to be part of it and and just to maybe help out the team. He was just going to come into MLS, whatever. We're just going to play yeah. ball. No, this guy comes in like guns a blazing. He's had a two year rest. Let's let's be real here. He's been resting for two years because at PSG they didn't do diddly he, squat. They they didn't really play him the correct way at all. So. Glad he he showed up and showed up impressed everybody. But here's the question that I'll, that I'll have to, that I'll ask you: We saw the route that Miami took to get to this final, beating Dallas in 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 the in the knockout. If we're talking knockout, they beat Dallas. They beat well, Orlando uh, for Orlando first, then Dallas. Then Dallas, then Charlotte, and then of course in the semis. Do you feel like if it was reversed, if they were on the opposite side of the bracket, because we know everybody that was on the opposite side, we have Cincy, Nashville, Columbus, Monterey, LAFC, obviously RSL. Do you think if Miami was on that side, they would have been able to make the semis? Uh, no. Um, no. If, if they would have, if they would have gotten one of those teams early in the knockout round, they probably they would have been stuck in the round of sixteen. Or in the elite eight at the most, but yeah, that side of the bracket obviously was the most difficult. Um, I don't think Nashville represented that side of the bracket um, that like it should have, because yeah. I think there were tougher teams. Um, LAFC for one, I think should have gone through. Monterey should have sucked it up a little bit more and played like one more you, hard you- game. You mentioned it uh, yesterday, I think, when we were talking that when they were organizing this tournament, they should have made it so that not having the East and West kind of on the opposite sides, because that's kind of how it ended in for the final. For me, it would have been better. I mean, leave the the the, the group stage 
like in in their region so that way they don't yeah. have to travel as much for sure but for sure. but after that knockout round Regions out the window. Let's do a West one versus an East two. Midwest one versus a Southeast three or two, whatever. Just but mix them up because for sure. I, look, I, I was not I was not a fan of how RSL and Monterey were literally just right below each other. I'm like, they should be on opposite sides of the bracket. Yeah, um, and that's where I I felt that this tournament may has room for improvement because it just mm-hmm. ended up being another MLS Cup playoff system. Yeah, yeah. So happy. I I liked the idea of having an in-season tournament between both leagues, but if we're, they're wanting to do it again next year, a lot of improvements. Um, I, I I would like to see both countries, but of course that's not that's not possible to to happen. No, Don Garber already said that uh, having the this cup in in both countries simultaneously will not work. It's either in one or the other. So most likely it'll probably be Mexico next year if they're going to be doing this tournament. I doubt it, sir. You think back here in the U.S.? Oh yeah, uh, I I don't know if I don't know, but I, my gut feeling is it's probably going to be back here in the U.S. again, just like every Gold Cup, just like <laughs> just like every other tournament in Concacaf. The majority of it is played in the United States. I, I I for one would love to see RSL be playing in Azteca or somewhere like that. That that would be pretty epic. I would like to see more international soccer as well. I mean, who who wouldn't want to go to BMO Field? <laughs> Canada's still international, guys. Canada's still international. Yeah, yeah. Don't, no hate for Montreal. Rendezvous <laughs> Francais. Yeah, for sure. But good overall, good tournament. Sad, happy that it's over, but. Let's get into what we're here to talk about. The meat and potatoes of it all. The granddaddy of it all. The how, many granddad- how many granddaddies are there? You What's just said the, grand- the, you you just said the grand- League Cup final was the granddaddy. Okay, fine. I this that I changed it. This is the granddaddy. The Ugh. US the US Open Cup has been around longer. It's this is a hundred year tournament. <laughs> okay, this is true. So this is this is we'll call it the granddaddy of them all for right now. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's start off with let's start with a uh, Cincy uh, Miami. Okay. So yes, we have two Open Cup semifinals. Welcome to chaos. Um, Ta-da! Cincy Miami. So Miami just finishes a final on Saturday, and now they're mm-hmm. in a semifinal on Wednesday. And I think Tata just came out today saying. Messi will be playing. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah, Messi wants to go full out and play another game. Yes, because the question was, oh, will you be resting Messi because he has not had any rest since he's been playing, and obviously due to age, due to him coming out right off of vacation playing. Um, yeah, and that 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 said that he had a conversation with Messi, and Messi told him, "I will go until I tell you I'm going to stop." Hmm. Okay. You, you you can't slow him down. So I don't see him slowing down at all, which good for him. Sure. Until we have to face him. <laughs> until we have to face him. So um, let, let, so how about we start off with uh Cincy? Tell us their their path, their route that they took to get to this point. Game. So we had the MLS teams entered into round three of the mm-hmm. U.S. Open Cup. So yeah. in, in round three, since he had to play against NYCFC, mm-hmm. in the round of 32, they had to play against New York Red Bulls. Um, after that, um, the quarterfinals were against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, and now they are here um, at this point. I think I missed the team, didn't I? I believe you did. Yep, I think mm. I missed the the very first team. Oh, it was like it's Louisville City. I apologize. So they started yeah. off round three, Louisville City. Thirty two was NYCFC. Then from there is a uh, Red Bulls, um, and then uh, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, which leads yeah. them to Miami. Um, yeah, that path was okay. I mean, Louisville they, City, I think, is one of the better teams in the yeah. second division. They almost 
yeah, that, I remember catching the their game against the Red Bulls. Red Bulls nearly, nearly could have won that game on penalty kicks. That was a frustrating game to to witness. But yeah, they they ha- had to play two very good USL teams on their on their path to get there. Yeah, Pittsburgh is is not one to. Uh... If they aren't easy and Louisville city has history um, and mm-hmm. they are, aren't easy either. So since he has earned their spot here, um, exactly. but, but we will say this as a, as a kind of an asterisk, most MLS teams play a lot of their bench players early rounds. So it, it, if you see results that are close is because there's a lot of bench players trying to yeah. get experience. A lot so, of, I guess for our case, a lot of Monarchs players or, or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So for, for me, it, since he deserves to be here, not only because they, the first half of this, this MLS season, they've shown that they're, <laughs> they're the best. They're right now, they're number one in the league. Supporters series, though. Um, but let's give a, a quick recap here. What happened Sunday to them? Yeah. So Sunday, they, they kind of uh, went flat and they, they lost their match to Columbus. I'm trying to pull it up. 3 nothing to Columbus playing in Columbus in the Hell is Real Derby. And that was kind of a surprise. Of course, Cincinnati was out without Matt Miazga, who kind of pulls the, the strings on their, their back line. And, of course, Columbus was with no more Zellerian. And I don't know what will happen to Cincy. They kind of came out flat in that one. Do you think, though... Um... Because I didn't look at their lineup from the the previous game. Um, how long had it been since they played? It was like same time as RSL, right? Yeah, because they obviously they they made it to the knockout stage, so I think it was about the same time as RSL. Yeah, maybe a, a game or two off. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. do you think that they were they were resting some players in order to get ready for this Wednesday game, knowing that they had to play on Sunday? No, I don't. I don't think at all. Because if you look at Cincinnati's lineup in this matchup. You literally have Brandon Vasquez, um, Acosta, Barriel, Moreno, uh, Powell, and even their keeper. Like so, there's and and Haglin on on defense. So they're still going their normal players. I don't see them. I don't see any players that actually got resting time. Hmm. So then, should Cincinnati fans and Cincinnati be worried about what's going to happen Wednesday? Yeah, <laughs> on on honestly, yeah. So if if Miami just beat Nashville in Nashville, and I I would be partially worried for that for that aspect. Well, let, let's talk about Miami Inter Miami's yeah. path because yeah, Inter Miami. Remember, they have been messy less before the the League's Cup tournament, so they yeah, had me- to be. Messi has not played, of course, any Open Cup, so. Any open cup, any MLS, nothing. So yeah. <laughs> Inter Miami had to beat Miami FC in the third round. They beat yeah. Charleston Battery in the round of mm-hmm. 32. Um from there, they had to beat Nashville, which by the way, another asterisk, they knocked out Nashville in the open cup and they beat Nashville in the final. So that's there's gonna some, be a there, builder bitter rivalry. There, there's some uh, bad blood between those two teams. Yeah, so uh, Inter-Miami beat Nashville. Um, Quarterfinals, Inter-Miami survived against Birmingham. Which, that was a sad game for Birmingham to watch. So, I think Inter-Miami being Mm messy-less has has earned their spot right here. They've they've put up with a lot of stuff. They've had a a horrible first half of the season, as we all know. Um, I think this is their time to... It, after this league's cup to turn things around. Yeah. So yeah, that that's, it's, it's something else. Who do you think out of those two teams between Cincy and Miami had the hardest route to get there? Hmm. I think uh, Cincy because Cincy? of the two, the two USL teams that you don't know how they're going to come out in those games we i mean coming from an rsl perspective we've been beat by a couple of usl teams in this tournament uh, in sure. our history and and so you never know how they're going to come out even though we start our we put our starters out um Absolutely. 
And, and so with Pittsburgh being one of the top um, USLs in, in USL, a lot, and, and Louisville having a good history, I think that's mm-hmm. what brings it above Inter Miami because Inter Miami. I mean, they they played Miami FC and Charleston, so two USL teams in a row. They play yeah. against Nashville, and then they play against another USL team. So three out of their four games have been against USL teams. Exactly. Do they exactly. do they do they deserve where they're at? Yes, because obviously they won, but yeah. it wasn't the hardest hardest path for them. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think Cincinnati did have a harder path. Um, in the in the past couple of games from Miami, they kind of barely did squeak by, um, playing against Nashville, playing against a a USL Birmingham team, which Birmingham should have won that game because they were the stronger team overall. Mm-hmm. So, do you see playing on the road for Miami against a very hostile environment of Cincinnati? going to be a struggle for Miami and, and Busquets and Alba and all the Miami squad? Um, I will shoot you back a counter question. Um, <laughs> which is harder to play in Nashville or Cincinnati? Well, obviously probably Nashville because they're the larger stadium at 30,000. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Uh, so, so between those two, I don't know. I would think Nashville would be harder. Also, let's be real here. Um, Messi, Busquets, Alba, this is not the biggest stage they've played on. So for sure, for sure. For I, sure. I, I'm not worried about them getting nervous. And I think that they've shown throughout the League's Cup that they are able to motivate their teammates to elevate their game. So it, for me, I think I, I, I don't see them just playing on Saturday slowing them down at all i feel like that will kind of give them the upper hand just winning a trophy their first trophy in team history so this will be a a, some good momentum to build off of i'm gonna be real here i can see both sides of this coin um only because we all know that that after playing seven straight games of kind of we'll call it a wednesday saturday schedule so it's it's a a tough schedule um it can exhaust you and Absolutely. and if you have to play uh, another game after winning the final, it, it, I feel like that sometimes your brain just turns off because you're like, I just won something. All right, I'm just going to relax. I don't know how many of these players are used to playing in so many back-to-back important games. I, I remember in uh, Messi Busquets Alba's history where they had to play a Wednesday uh, Copa del Rey semifinal, and then they have to play El Clasico on Saturday, and then back the next Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday they have to play a Champions League. So they are used to back to back to back important games. Mm-hmm. It's it's the rest of the team on Miami. These younger these, these younger guys who haven't really had that experience to see if they're used if they're ready for that. Yeah. So that's where I I'm hesitant to say that Miami is going to show up and do well. Um I mean we could be looking at the first defeat of Messi uh, since coming to Miami. Hey, hey, hey no 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 don't we we don't need that. <laughs> I, I I mean but but really, I mean, can can you just feel it? It's like coming. It, no, I, of course, like all winning streaks have to come to an end. But I I sense where you're coming from with how good, because I feel like Cincinnati after losing three nothing on the road, they have something to prove because they're kind of out for revenge. They need to they need to come back because they are the best team in MLS for a reason. Yeah. Um, and so that that's why I'm like I'm hesitant to even say Miami's gonna do well. So yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? I know what you're gonna do. You're you're gonna tell me what is your prediction? What do you think is gonna happen All right. in Wednesday in, in Wednesday's match? Between All right. Cincy and Miami. I think stop it <laughs> um i think this was going to be a 2-2 draw 2-2 draw do these go to extra time or straight to pks 
Well, th- this is a uh, this isn't league's cup. This is open cup. So this goes I, extra time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one goes extra time. Um, and they, they, they play normal soccer rules in the open cup. And and this kills me to the to the core. But I think in extra time, since he wins three two. Oh, you know, you know that absolutely does hurt because let me let me let me just give you guys RSL fans a little update with Miami winning league's cup. If they win their semi against Cincy, and if RSL wins against Houston, RSL automatically goes to Champions League. So that's why I'm kind of a little up, upset and butthurt at Allen right now. So, <laughs> uh, all right, fine. But what do you? So I guess you're giving away your prediction with that. Yeah. So I I am going to be going with Miami just because I I want RSL to be qualifying for Champions League. So I'm going to be going. I'm going to go three two win i think there will be a lot of goals because we know the goal scores for both sides acosta brandon vasquez they're going to be they're going to be doing well on and of course messi robert taylor joseph martinez there's there's goal scores on both squads all right well some like to talk about reality some like to dream <laughs> it's okay no i'm worries. not dreaming i i'm not dreaming they're they're coming off of a great great win and they're they have great momentum right now well, the only thing I can say, the only thing left to say about this game is that it's going to be an intense game. Absolutely. At so, least that, that's that's the hope that it's going to be an intense game. It is going to be a good game. It is going to be a good, good game. But let's finish off with with RSL. So, we got any other semifinal, Houston versus RSL in a matchup which we have already seen these two teams play once this season. Actually, they played in Houston. It was a nil-nil draw, which, of course, as you know, we didn't have any of our, our players, our new players that we have now. So we didn't have no Chicho, no Palacio. So It's all true. It's all true. It, what you're, what it, you're saying is true. It is all true. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. And, um, and but, but did... Houston have all the players that they now have for this game. They did. They did. They did. Well, let's get into it then. Yeah. So in case you guys did not know, in case you guys were not watching MLS yesterday for sleeping under a rock, Houston beat and destroyed Portland Timbers 5-0. 5-0 yesterday. It was it was not a win. It was just like a it was a beating up of your little sister kind of win. Gee, you're so aggressive. At least say it's a little brother. My gosh, I know what you did. Now you beat up on our little sisters. I'm, I'm gonna get you next time. But anywho, <laughs> no, it was it was a it was a beating of Portland. And side note, Portland just got ripped parted ways with their head coach. So I think that's kind of part might have been because they if you get beat so bad, you get your coach gets pushed to, to the wayside. Yeah, it was a uh, not a good showing by Portland. Um, I, 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 so did did Houston play well, or did Portland do Portland really suck that bad? Well, my friend, if you look at the stats, it was all Houston in this game. I I went back and I re I watched the first half of this game, and I think the first half was it was enough to show sixty three percent possession. You're literally having seven shots, 208 passes. Yeah, it was all Houston in this one. Like, give credit where credit's due. Like, Houston is still a very, very good team. But there are some bright spots for RSL, especially with Houston. Um, Houston against opponents roughly around around their, their skill level. Um, yeah. They are... Houston is not a possession team, so they they are not looking to possess the ball. Um, Houston, they are also um, not as much of a, a an attacking team either. They don't have mm-hmm. a lot of shots. Um, their top goal scorer is Bassi. Bassi has nine goals on the season. Yep. But guess what? Six of them have been on penalty kicks. So hey, what, what, whatever, whatever counts to get the ball in the back of the net, which brings me to the next point. Their next leading goal scorer would be uh, former RSL player Corey Baird. I think Ooh. with four goals 
on the season. Four. Okay. That's it. Yeah. And I was about to I was about to throw in something. I think players to watch, you already mentioned, is Bossy. Uh, another player that RSL fans should keep an eye on is Mexican international Hector Herrera because he is right now lighting it up with three goals but seven assists. That's that's something to keep an eye out for because he he had another assist last night in their in their victory. Yeah, and uh, so between between Basi, Baird, and Herrera, with mm-hmm. like if we're looking at sub players to watch, Quinones, Carrasquilla, uh, Arthur. And, and Arthur, those three, like literally their quote unquote front six, mm-hmm. is dangerous. Yeah, yeah, that that's what scares me the most because even if you're you're watching one player, you have another great goal scorer who so so many good but but again again i'm not worried about bassi in the sense of he's going to be a goal scorer um he's their playmaker so if if you can get someone on him like a like for instance one of our defensive midfielders uh palacio or ojeda Ojeda. or someone someone to to stop him from forwarding an, an attack um stop him and you stop a majority of the attack because this last game he's he had 56 passes, 95% pass passing accuracy. Yeah. Basi is the guy that they go through in order to attack. Stop him and you stop a Houston attack. Exactly. I yeah, I I, I agree 100% with there that it, he has been the goal score and he has been contributing so much on their offense. Yeah. And and if you're looking at the stats of everyone else, literally no one else has more passes than Bossy. Um mm-hmm. well besides um I was gonna say percentage wise, but if you look on the defense, Franco Escobar, he was at thirty nine forty at ninety eight percent. Sorry, I'm I, I'm gonna correct myself. Artur had the most passes with 59 passes. So um, yeah. Bossy had, what did I say, 56, 57, somewhere around there. Um, 56 Arthur, out of 59. Yeah, So and so Arthur had 59 at 94%. So between Arthur and Bossy, stop those two. From mm-hmm. from even from even receiving the ball or even putting a lot of pressure on them so they play play backwards, don't allow them to play forward. Playing them forward means you open up yourself to Baird making runs. He's so dangerous in making runs. Um, he's really good at making uh, behind the back runs. Mm-hmm. Um, we we saw it when he played with RSL. Um, Unfortunately, he didn't get the minutes that he deserved or didn't get the development that he needed um, under uh, Freddy Juarez. Um, I think that's that's when we – that's his only coach, right? I think it was Correct. just under yeah. – Fre- and so I think um, unfortunately because RSO was in a really bad moment, we could not keep – the, the likes of Baird on the team, which Baird is now a, a good goal scorer for Houston. Um, that that one is what I'm most scared of because he's the one that's going to be making the runs everywhere. And with with the weaknesses, and I'm talking a lot. Sorry, I'll let you talk. <laughs> no, no. It's okay, my friend. Um, it, it, if we have a Silva or a Vera or Oviedo playing anywhere on that field with with Baird right there, I can bet you my dog that's downstairs that uh, <laughs> that the passes are going to go to Baird and they're going to go over the top. Yeah, I I don't know who will be on our defense, but whoever is on our defense, whether it's a Vera uh, Glad, whether it's a Vera Silva, those two guys need to have their eyes on Baird because we've seen how much he has flipped the switch and been that goal scorer for a good Houston squad. Um, a stat that I was going to throw out to you, which I don't know if you knew this, but RSL has the fastest goal. Their fastest goal on away goal is against Houston in club history, and our fastest home goal in club history is also against Houston. I think I know who the away one is. I think it's uh, Javi. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it was that beautiful, uh, that kind of volley. It was like a volley cross that he meant to. I, I think he meant to cross it, but uh, and 
And and and funny, coincidentally enough, the fastest home goal. Do you know who scored it against Houston? No, Corey Baird. Really? Yep. Huh. Yep. How about them apples? Yeah. So fastest away goal and fastest home goal, both against Houston. So there you go. Your fun, fun, interesting fact for the day. Well, can't use that for any trivia on, on the social medias. <laughs> <laughs> or we use it and test you guys, see if you guys have been listening. But what what formation – I mean, not what formation. What lineup do you see us kind of throwing out there for Wednesday's matchup? Okay, so here's the deal. We're without Pablo Ruiz. This it, it, it was a huge oh, – rest, rest of the season. Rest of the season. <laughs> Definitely yeah. this game. <laughs> um. <laughs> Huge knock for us. I mean, I can't think of a well, – actually, I can think of maybe – no, this is probably one of the worst knocks we could probably take this season was Pablo Ruiz. I, I'm thinking in my head, take out anyone else, and I think we have someone good enough to replace them. This yeah. one, yeah. I like, worry I, I would, about. I would have been, okay, been okay if like Silva or Glad or – even McMath were injured, but Ruiz. <laughs> let's let's not let's not talk about wishing who else. Let's just okay, let's we, just let's just rank them. We don't want injury upon anybody. No. <laughs> Good. Um, I this is was probably one of if we didn't get backups this season, this would have been the worst injury that w- could have come upon us. Luckily, sure. we signed Ojeda. Luckily, we signed mm-hmm. Palacio. Um, mm-hmm. Luckily, we still have Lawfulson. now. The formation I see um, defensively, you you have to stick with Brody and Anelli on the outsides. Absolutely. Middle is still up in the air for me. With how we're looking, uh, how we're looking at Dynamo, I think we're looking at speed, and so I think you put in Glad and Vera. Um, yeah, yeah, I I agree. I agree there. Unless you really want to risk putting in um, uh, what's his name, the new guy. Kavon. 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 What's his last name? I'm drawing a blink on his name too, so I'm just gonna call him Kavon. Kavon. There we go. So I mean, <laughs> we, if you really want to want to risk Kavon, I don't know how he plays. Um, whether whether he's fast, I know he's he's tall, but I I I'm I'm with you. I would still go with a Vera Glad because you're going against fast players like in Quinones because I've seen how fast Quinones is. He's fast. And Baird, we, we saw him when he was with RSL. Both those are two fast players with the ball. So, yeah. So we have we have to watch out for speed in this game, which which goes to we're going to the midfield. So our, our two mm-hmm. two defensive midfielders. Um, uh-huh. You have to stick with Ojeda. Ojeda yeah. is is our other rock. Now the question is, do you put in Lafelson or Palacio? I would go. go- Palacio. I, I would go Palacio. And and if we're going with speed, I might go with Lawfulson. Palacio has has strength. He doesn't have sprint speed. If we're going to talk uh, FIFA stats here, do a, <laughs> do a little octagon, whatever. Um, is is he like an is he an eighty at least on his speed? Speed, he's like a seventy five. Sprint speed, he's like a fifty five. And that's Ooh. what I worry about. Ooh, that, that that's that's not good. That's not good. I mean, if if we've seen him. If, if you remember the run uh, against Bwanga, yeah, he he, 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 he lost. Deep. He got he got lost on the sprint speed. He can once he's up to speed, he can keep up with anyone. Anyone. I was like, homeboy's not a track star. <laughs> um, he's not a hundred meter dash guy. Yeah, yeah. But so, so that so that's I, that's my I, one question. I would say that's kind of a little coin flip as well. Kind of on our same thing with our defense. So it could be either way. It could be Palacio Lafelson or or vice versa. But on both wings, I think it's the most. I think it's kind of an obvious one here. Luna Sava. Yeah, has to be. Yeah, um, I I think it was a huge disappointment that Luna sat last game against LAFC, um, for who knows what reason. Mm-hmm. But but Luna needs to start this game. Sava needs to start on the other wing. Um, up top. Who up, who are you starting up? Who are you starting up top? Um, I I have to go with the Chicho Boos yeah. matchup. Yeah, I, I, exactly. Those those two have been having the greatest of chemistry, and if we want to have the best bets and how and win this game, then you start those two together. You have to. So so we're we're starting everything was familiar except for that the the defensive midfield 
pairing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's my only doubt right now. And I think that's where the key is going to be. If, if you guys remember, I said last game for LAFC, um, I said the midfield was going to be the battle needed to be won. Well, we lost that battle in the 13th minute and, and you saw what it caused. Yeah. We, so, we, we were, we were, literally, we were chasing, we were chasing the entire rest of the match. So here in this game, it is stopping speed. If you stop speed, I think we have a really good chance. Um, with like you said, Quinones has has speed on on Houston's left wing. We would have Anelli on that on our right wing to combat that. Um, Brody is on the other wing, and hopefully, with his his experience with Baird, he knows what to do and how he moves. Same with Glad. Um, and so if we're starting to pair people off with who's going to mark who, who's going to mark how, I think mm-hmm. stop speed is one um, and stop um, possession slash um, outletting of Basi and Artur. If you can stop those two, the, and now I'm going to the keys of the game. Keys of the game is stop speed and stop Basi and Artur. You get, you get those two, you have this game in the bag. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. We... We need that to happen, but sometimes easier said than done. So, good. Th- th- those are some good, good, solid keys to the game. I, I like it. I've been doing my homework. <laughs> um, well, flip. That was a. Uh, that was intense. Did we didn't even go over each each of their paths either? But at this point, it doesn't matter. <laughs> do, do you want? Do you want to go? Do you want to go over their quick their paths really quick? No, but we'll do it no. anyways. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, we all know what RSL had to go through, but we're going to go through Houston's first. Houston had to go hey, through hey, ten. You know what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead with Houston. All right, Houston had to go through Tampa Bay Rowdies, um, and Sporting Kansas City. That Sporting KC was probably a hard game for them. After that, they decided to turn themselves into the Inter Miami of Open Cup, and they won four nothing against Minnesota. 4-1 against Chicago Fire to meet us here. Mm-hmm. RSL. We struggled against Las Vegas. We had a weird sh- shootout goal out with uh, Portland. What was that? 4-3? Hey, Chang showed out. And it was Chang, it was it, it was the Chang. It was Cha-Chang the Chang. After that, we nearly beat Colorado. We survived the galaxy, and, and now, now we're here. We're here, you we're know, here we're... with new players. I, I was going to say something prior to all that. I was going to say, oh, we didn't have to play a USL team, but I was like, nope. I yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. We played one, the first one. Yeah, we did. We did. But out of those, out of us in Houston, do do you feel like we kind of had that harder route to get to where we are? I think we made our route hard, <laughs> right? With um, us barely, with us barely squeaking by against uh, every single team, especially against Portland and Colorado, and then nearly we were up three nothing against the Galaxy, and then giving up two late goals. It's it it, think, it just speaks it just speaks for the the team that we are. Well, I think now we're different. I mean, the the last well. Basically, all of our Open Cup games um, began with – that's when we started doing really well on the road. If you yeah. remember, that Las Vegas game was our first win on the road. Exactly. Um, yeah. From there, it's been uphill. So we've been improving, and now we have newer players to improve the team. So with that – With that, which – I, I I'm very excited. It is prediction time. Hey, lead us off. I, hey, no, I, I think it's your turn because I went I went first last time. Let's do this. Um, I'm still a little <laughs> nervous. I'm I'm with the sixty some odd percent of our poll takers that I'm I'm still nervous. I'm confident, but I'm nervous. Um, this one is though going to be one. With those two points that I said, one um, stopping speed, two um, stopping Basi, 
and Artur. So mm -hmm. if you do those two, RSL is going to win 2-0. Ooh, I like it. I like it. We, we get the shutout on the road, punch our ticket to the final, where according to you, we're playing Cincinnati, which I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it either, but I'm just – it's based on reality. But anywho – this is going to be a tough match playing in a hot, humid environment of Houston. We mentioned their strong attack with Basi, with Artur, with Corey Baird and Herrera. But feeling optimistic in this one. So give me a 3-1 RSL victory. Not 3-2. 3-1. My friend. My friend. Wow. 3-1 RSL That's we punch our ticket to the final, final where we get to host. Oh my gosh. We're, we're going to host if we get this stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, the last time we, we hosted a final. Did we lose? We lost. We lost. It was the, it, was that the open cup? Yes. Against DC yeah. United, against the worst team. <gasps> Are you saying this might happen if Miami wins and they're the worst team? Oh, no. Karma is out for us. RSL have hosted two finals before, and we've never won a final at home. So I think this is the year. This is the year. We, we break that curse. Why did we say anything? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we, need, we, we, we need good vibes, good positive vibes, because if Miami wins, we win on Wednesday. We're in the Champions League. Just like that. Oh, well, this has been a wild one. And, and I'm pretty sure if it wasn't your bedtime, I would probably talk like for another half hour, an hour or so, because <laughs> that's the way I am. But Marco, my, send, my, it, send us off with... My friends, my friends, if you guys are not already following us, what, what are you doing with your lives? Head to Instagram. Probably, probably something more productive. <laughs> probably, you're, you're probably right, my friend, but... Head to Instagram, head to Twitter, head to Threads, follow us at the RSL Bros, and then subscribe right now if you're watching this. And then if you're on the go, running errands everywhere else, catch us on Spotify. Put in your headphones and do that. We really appreciate that. And then when you're on Spotify, give us five stars or give us a four stars, whatever you would like. Uh, no, no, five five stars. Five stars. <laughs> Your, your, your five-star quality? Yeah, I'm, I'm only five-star quality. Sorry, guys. <laughs> awesome. But I, I, I think unless you, you got something. Guys, it's been real. It's been fun. Let's go RSL. Yeah. Let's hope for a big win on Wednesday. We will be breaking it down next episode. So until then. Catch you guys later. Ciao, ciao. ciao.